Welcome to Ready Layer One, a crypto podcast that focuses on the near ecosystem. And this week we interviewed Trove Labs, who is the umbrella company for Classy Kangaroo, Good Fortune Feline, and Jump DeFi that's launching soon. Um, Joe, so what did you think about this uh, interview? I, I, I realized I didn't know how they were all connected. And at the end of this, I kind of understand how they all work together now. Yeah, that was a big piece of it. You know, uh, if you're in this ecosystem, you've probably heard of all the different projects, probably separately, maybe somewhat together. But to actually hear them talk about the connection of all of them and to hear the thought that's gone into them uh, was really nice to hear. One of the concerns you always have with projects like this that are, you know, multidimensional and spread out across multiple, you know, I guess like uh, project names is you just get concerned of like, is it too much? Right. You know, are they trying to overdo it? And they really got into how it all works together and how they're managing the business. Uh, it's really very interesting. Yeah. And uh, not to give too much away for the viewers, but just uh, I, I thought what was interesting. So you've got Classy Kangaroos, their OG NFT, and they still are going to give value to it. They have mm -hmm. the good fortune feline with the Nico coin. And uh, what was interesting about that was to talk about how that's sort of like content generation as well to sort of bring awareness to it. And then yep. you have the Jump DeFi uh decks and it's ambitious and all this all the uh, stuff that they say that it will eventually have are really interesting and i i hope they pull it off yeah it, it it's definitely very it's a very interesting you know plans and uh the innovations that they're trying to bring to the platform and so uh, i encourage everybody to take a listen real quick do you guys go by your like, names do you go by david and brandon or do you go by yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't yeah. Want to, like, you call you. me whatever you want. No, no. We're yeah, we're we're pretty much doxed for sure. Okay, yeah, cool. my, my, my Twitter name is pretty pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. yeah, I was gonna say it is a little tricky though the whole doxing thing just around the basis of what we're doing. It it, it sucks to even if yeah. you you mean the best, just based on regulations, you need to be you need to be tactful about certain things. And we've put a lot of uh, effort uh, into our our biz dev infrastructure to to make sure that we're doing everything by the book, but nice. it's very, very costly and, and takes sure. months and months to, to set up those, those offshore entities, those foundations, and it's not easy uh, for people to do. So I, I, when I, when we encountered those roadblocks, it really made me understand why anonymity is important in crypto. That's been a theme across almost all projects. Like that you can do it right, or you can do it fast, but rarely can you do it like both. So people who are putting in time building, making that like strong foundation are the projects that I'm really interested in. Cause like, it, I'm not here for six months, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not here to come in whitelist flip and dip. Like I'm here to like, <laughs> hang out. So if someone's new to near, they're going to see this. How do we like, I guess with the, you have several projects going. So do you identify as one as all three? Are you Trove labs? Like what is sort of the way that you would explain your project to someone coming to near uh trove labs is our llc in the united states and that acts as our our consultation arm and then also it sort of manages the development of the projects that we founded so uh, trove labs will work with individual teams to help engineer their tokenomic structures and to really help them figure out how to create a, a real business model that in in the web3 world that, that uses blockchain technology that uses fungible tokens or non-fungible tokens. And that's primarily what uh, Trove Labs role is. We also will invoice as Trove Labs to, to the projects that we're developing. And that's sort of part of that whole um, entity structuring that, that we've done. Um, so that's Trove Labs. And 
we also have our, our own individual projects that take up the bulk of our time. And, and we've been developing in near protocol since the beginning of 2021, or 20, sorry, 2022. And, and Jerry, you've been with us every step of the way. So yeah. shout out to that. Um, the way that we structured our, our projects in near protocol was, was tactful, intentful. Uh, started with the classic kangaroos which is a small collection of just 550 NFTs. And the intent for the Classic Kangaroos was to create our early evangelist community, a community of strong supporters that was going to be with us every step of the way in our broader development journey on Near. And in return, they were going to be rewarded big time for their support. And so far, we've been able to execute on that pretty well. The next phase of that plan was... Nico and Good Fortune Felines, which rolled out, I believe, early March. And the Good Fortune Felines, Nico is sort of our, our phase two for growth. And what Nico does is it introduced the first meme coin on Near. So really trying to fill that ambassador to Near protocol, be what Samo is on Solana. We wanted to, to bring that same energy to Near protocol. And give near something that the entire community can sort of rally behind. But then also for more of a substantive kind of contribution to near protocol, we're also working to be the, the hub of the creator economy on near. So we're, we're making educational content about near DeFi and NFTs on near and using uh, popular social media platforms like, like TikTok and, and soon to be YouTube to, to get that content out there and actually paying creators in Nico to make that content and paying our viewers to, to watch it in our learn to earn movement. Nice, man. So uh, I liked a lot of that. And I, I, that was a really good, that's the first time I've heard you lay it out very succinctly. And I'm, I'm thank you. I, I'm like, oh, cool. That makes sense. Um, and I'm just going to say two things. And Joe, if you want to jump in, I was just gonna say yeah. the, uh, the classic kangaroo meant to good fortune felines, super smooth. Loved how oh, you yeah. guys did that. I was like, oh, that, that worked really great. <laughs> And then the, uh, I'm looking really forward to the jump decks. Cause there's some stuff that are going to follow up and ask you about, about like staking NFTs and all that kind of decentralized aspects of like yeah. platform. So what's interesting to me, what you get, where the guys started is with the small collection and then moving into good fortune, you know, was it always the plan to have two separate projects where like they feel, I know they're connected in a way, but like they feel very separate with different discords and everything else. Was that always the intention or as you went along, you felt like we want to kind of have a little bit of a, its own thing, own entity. Yeah. So uh, the separation is, is very intentional. Um, mm -hmm. We uh, want to, to create separate entities for, for each individual project. Um, they all have their own individual risk profiles and, their entities are structured in certain ways um, to accommodate those. So there, there's no risk of any sort of contagion or anything between the various projects. Um, but also just as you're, you're building out communities, you sort of want to create those, those separate community elements that can grow for their own reason. Um, cool. And, so, and, oh. and yeah, so Jump, Jump DeFi, it was a bit of a rebrand uh, about a month ago from, from just Jump Dex to Jump DeFi because mm -hmm. it's, it's an ecosystem of protocols. So there's a lot more than, than just a, a DEX, <laughs> but, but that is our sort of our final phase in your protocol of, of our, of our development journey, uh, at least probably not our final phase, but it is, it is our kind of our culmination of everything we've been working towards with um, classic kangaroos, with the good fortune felines and Nico 
as we can are showing the community that that we can build and we can develop top of the line um, products and and that's what Jump DeFi is going to be. Awesome, man! I, I like the new branding. Uh, sorry, Brandon, did I cut you off? Oh, I was just probably going to add that you know, like you said, are they all separate projects? We kind of you know started off with the classic kangaroos and the good fortune felines. We wanted to prove that we could make those projects, you know, something that's respectable, something that you know takes an in input from our community and show that mm -hmm. we can do that before moving on to something a little more ambitious like the Jump DeFi platform. And and it was also how we were able to gather our team members to then execute on Jump DeFi, which requires a big dev team that can that actually knows what they're doing and so we were able to get rid of a lot of the the kinks and roadblocks <laughs> or in the early stages with these these easier applications um then from there get rid of the people that can't perform have a rock solid team and 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 get to work and luckily that's that's how things have played out also just to note um if it looks like brandon's in a broom closet he's uh we live at my house and he's in the little storage room so we don't have too much sound <laughs> yeah, and i and i actually asked him to turn around so he could use the light from the window yeah. so don't yeah. worry once i yeah. edit this it'll probably be will prairie be crop like here so I don't know what oh, yeah. doing. brandon's not in a broom closet I, I swear. Am in a broom going back at what david was saying um you know, it really was important to develop those relationships and get those resources so that we actually could, you know, have the developers we needed that we trusted to make something like, you know, an actual AMM DAX platform. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask that. I mean, so it kind of goes into one of my earlier questions is that you did have a little bit of trouble when you released the coin flip and you kind of ran into a couple of roadblocks here and there. You know, how did that actually inform everything? And, you know, are you really a full team or are you outsourcing everything from there? Uh, yeah, so actually the, those early roadblocks were, was probably where we learned one of our most, uh, like our biggest lessons learned as non-technical founders um, developing in, in Web3 is people can, can tell you one thing, but it might not actually be true. And so you really mm -hmm. need to, to trust, but verify and understand how to trust but verify you need to be able to go through the github repository line by line and and, and con confirm that they're not feeding you a line of bull which is what happened to us in, in the early stages and as far as how how our structure for teams look we have uh, a hacker chain is our development partner for jump DeFi, and they're also uh, who helped us with uh, the the coin flip and so they've been with us for a long time but Zhao, their co-founder, is our CTO, and so nice. he he is you know on, on on the team and overseeing the development through Hackachain. We it. also have uh, our our lead developer on our core team, Eric, who is also the the co-founder of House of Nephilim, and and he's on our core team, and he's one of the most the most talented full stack developers that, that we've ever met too. So that's, that's what good. our situation looks like. We also have the core team members like Christina as our head of PR and hiring. Yeah. Uh, community managers and, and all of that too. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, it, everyone's going to go through all these roadblocks. I mean, even Aurora is going, like, every, even the big chains near Aurora, Ref Finance, they've all had these like things that have happened. Right. They've all risen above and kept going forward. You know what I mean? And that's like, mm -hmm. the space is so wild that way. It's like pretty interesting to see. Um, so we'll, let's take one of the projects, Nico. And let's, uh, let's just kind of break that one down. Because Classic Kangaroos, we can talk about that one too, but it kind of seems like the Nico and the, uh, Jump DeFi are the two that are like 
really popping right now. So with Nico, um, it's a meme coin. The most important thing about a meme coin is that a lot of people use it and it becomes sort of like a community driven coin that there's a lot mm-hmm. of community around it. Uh, what are you guys doing to help build the community? Yeah. And, and just sort of for, for classic hangers at this point, we are just delivering on, on that promise to, to, to deliver value to them. And so mm-hmm. all, every classic kangaroo received a free good fortune feline NFT, like you had noted mm-hmm. where they reached a floor price of, of, you know, around 20 near at, at all time mm-hmm. highs. So it's like a great ad. And then also the classic kangaroos are going to be able to be staked in the jump NFT staking platform to earn 0.5% of, of the jump token supply, which is pretty large when you consider it's only 550 classic kangaroos. So the mm-hmm. Kangs are, are are still, you know, still the heart of everything and, and they're still getting, you know, hooked up bigger than than anyone else for everything that's that's being produced. Nice. But yeah, moving into to Nico and the Good Fortune Felines. The Good Fortune Feline NFT collection is the foundation of the Nico community. And in return, they receive 10% of the Nico token supply. And and yes, Nico token is framed as the first meme coin on near, but that's because the educate the educational content that we're creating is is meant to to reach new users, and that's that's targeted through TikTok and 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 soon to be many other platforms. And for whatever reason, n- new users love meme coins, and so it's sort of like. They're going to be introduced. The first thing that, that these new users are going to see is, is our educational content. Then they can come to our community that that uses a meme coin to, to generate that hype. But of course, it's, it's much more. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I like the idea you're making uh, creative content. Obviously, that's like my favorite stuff. And then the educational content. TikTok, I, your TikTok, you've got you've got some great stuff on there. And the engagement yeah, you on TikTok. Guys too. You guys too. We Shout just out. started. I saw just that. I, I, was, I was so hyped when I saw it on my FYP. I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> it's, it's frightening. The TikTok world is like, I feel like a, a definite crypto boomer when I'm in TikTok. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on here? Um, <laughs> but so how, uh, how have you found working with uh, other creators with the Nico? Have you found a really good, like, do, do people understand the vision or like creators like, oh, absolutely. Give us Nico. We'll create some educational content. Like what's that been like? Yeah. So I was actually a crypto content creator um, before I, I began my my journey as, as a, a Web3 founder. Um, pretty small scale uh, on TikTok, around 9,000 followers, but was one of the, mm-hmm. yes, it's not a lot by any means, but I was able to be a, somewhat of a, a trusted voice for a, a few things, pretty, pretty niche uh, DeFi related stuff. And and also like Solana NFTs last year was was kind of my bread and butter. Uh, so I, I built relationships with a lot of great creators on TikTok um, that a lot of them started after me and, and sort of kind of looked up to me for, for certain things. And, and I built relationships with them. And, and now we're able to to onboard them pretty easily. And yeah, they're, they're very excited about the vision. Uh, at first, it's a little bit difficult because they need to learn about near protocol to be able to mm-hmm. make content about near. So there's a pretty big crash course about just a ton of the, the basics that they need to become well-rounded on before they're able, to, you know, to make really, you know, really good content. So we're still in that stage um, a bit, but mm-hmm. we're, we're improving all the time. And once I can get my head above water a little bit more, we'll, we'll add, we'll keep adding more structure. And, and we have a, some really exciting uh, partnership, at, you know, announcements with, sort of the the education and the learned her and that that's much broader that will be announced soon too. Nice. Yeah. I think the connecting with uh like near I find to be the the biggest impact when I talk to people about it is just being able to get it. 
<laughs> like hmm. easily and then start using it once you have it the whole system the the aurora plus rainbow bridge near oh oh yeah so sweet it's like i'm like this is wild it's just getting into that ecosystem i find to be the most the biggest hurdle to a non-crypto and native. we've actually made some exciting progress with that um not sure how much i'm supposed to talk about this but we can cut anything yeah. if you say something and you're like actually i should have said yeah. that we'll just cut it out i i, I think we're all good um but you're you're right it's it's difficult to to get near um as a u.s resident and so we've we're partnering with banksa which is a payment on-ramp and off-ramp um provider that is uh, partnered with the the biggest centralized exchanges like binance and kucoin where and, I, and i've used banksa for for a long time when i was pretty new into crypto where I could get on my KuCoin, which isn't connected to my checking account, and could buy crypto using my oh. checking account, and it would be deposited into my KuCoin wallet without any KYC through KuCoin. And nice. we're partnered with them to do the same thing through Jump DeFi. So you'll be able to to get on Jump DeFi and buy buy Jump buy buy near directly from mm. your bank account through through our platform, which is a, a big step in my opinion. It's that's really, a huge really cool. step. Yeah, because I'll use it. Yeah, like right exactly. now for me, if I want to buy it, I'm like, yeah. I gotta go here, and then I gotta go here, and I'm I'm into this stuff. So cool, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. It's a it's yeah. a big feat for for DeFi, right? I mean, in, inherently DeFi is is a bit trickier, and there's so many steps to the onboarding process. Um, so this I think this is a big a big improvement. Yeah, that's one of the core values behind Jump DeFi is making it more simple, more intuitive for easier onboarding for new users, and that's also Nico is trying to teach them about a lot of these complicated concepts that they're not familiar with. And, you know, we have that information from personal experience and we want to share it with other content creators and then get that content out and share it with the public. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's really good to hear, man. Yeah. Uh, and the DeFi, you want to be there because the last few months hasn't been great for uh, centralized exchanges. <laughs> yeah. 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 And my, DeFi has, has shown that protocols have worked um, under collateralized loans have, have, have worked and been yeah. very, very proud of, of that. Um, also, uh, one of the the really cool synergetic components of Nico and and Jump DeFi, for instance, is we're able to create all of this educational content about um, the basic DeFi components like swapping, yield farming, uh, participating in an IDO, NFT staking, creating your own token, and all of this is done on the Jump DeFi platform. But it's educational content that Nico's making, so nice. we're we're kind of naturally marketing the Jump DeFi platform while we're we're making true educational content. So I, I think that's that's a pretty pretty great um, synergy you know synergy that we have between the projects. Yeah, and I think that's such a good uh, like overlapping because like I think near it is a really great platform, but oh, yeah. the marketing to, so I, I feel like the near foundation and stuff is really focused on developers and building like the, the, the pipes and rails and the roads mm -hmm. of the system and not so much like spending a lot of money and time into the average, like just mm -hmm. onboarding a user. And now they're starting yeah. to sort of pivot that way, but I, that's good that you're filling that need. And we're trying to do that as well. And I think the more, as many people who start doing that as possible is great. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Joe, I'm sorry. Can we, yeah, it's fine. Can we stay on Nico for a second? So is the plan as when, you know, Nico becomes live and you do the full audio and everything, do you eventually expect that like Nico is actually traded on different exchanges? Is it become a full-fledged coin, you know, or is the idea that it's always purely this, 
you know, auxiliary type of coin where it doesn't have necessarily a backed value to it. Uh, it's just exchanged accordingly. Yeah, no, it, it will have backed value. And we've we've been making some some big strides on that. So uh, near protocol, we're, we're always running into new ways that, that things need to be innovated. And, and from, a, from a development standpoint, there's lots of little uh, hiccups that, that may arise just from the something not being created yet. And sure. one, one thing that has been difficult is ref finance is obviously the, the, the decks on near mm -hmm. uh, right now. And we want, we were, we're going to list Nico on there. And so we're, well, ref doesn't accommodate token taxes natively. So if you look at PancakeSwap or Uniswap, any of the, the large AMMs on, on any other um, EVM compatible blockchain that they can, you know, have a token tax as a, as a token utility, yeah. well, the, the main DEXs accommodate that and, and REF just hasn't yet. So we submitted a proposal and now we're, we're working through with REF to figure out the, the best possible way to implement this tax. Um, and so we're, we're sort of adjusting our code a little bit. And so we can become the standard for other projects that that want to utilize a token tax as well. So mm -hmm. we're 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 in in process to to get everything figured out with Ref Finance, so we can launch a liquidity pool there. And of course, at that time, it will it will have a market value. And on on our our main launch will be through Jump DeFi. And as we complete as we roll out Phase One onto mainnet of Jump DeFi, which is uh, what will consist mainly of the NFT staking platform and the IDO launchpad, Nika will be the first or one of the first tokens to IDO from the jump pad. And at that time, everything will be live and, and if mark, market will decide what the value is, of course. Sure, sure, sure. Nice. That's okay, great. so, oh, yeah, Joe, that's a great question. And the tokenomics, man, liquidity pool tokenomics are like such a hard mathematical like, yeah. i don't know how you do it i don't know how you don't just like farm and dump a, a coin right like it's really hard and i think the tax is a great idea so mm -hmm. that's like essential so i'm curious to see how that will perform um but we've already kind of blended into the, the jump define there's a couple areas that just for our listeners i kind of want to break out right there's like like right, if someone doesn't know a lot like we're talking like the lingo like i get it there's a jump yeah. that, you know the, so the jump DeFi looks like it's a couple different parts. What are the different areas that you're focusing on? By that, I mean, there's like an IDO. There's like, can you make your own coins? There's going to be liquidity pools. Like what's... Yeah, so uh, Jump DeFi is intended to be a one-stop platform where users can come to do any of their core DeFi needs. Aside from lending, we do not feature lending, but... Everything, everything else, I would say, Jump DeFi is going to cover it. And also, we have developer tooling um, that that also lowers the barrier of entry for developers on here. So uh, it's it's a a single protocol that is consists of a bunch of different products and or a, a single platform that consists of, of a bunch of different products that that sort of kind of just meet the needs of your everyday user. So you don't have to expect a, a new or, or even an experienced user to navigate to three different platforms to do a token swap, to participate in an IDO and do some NFT staking. So that's you know kind of that step forward to improving the onboarding process where new users can just go to one platform to access everything. Nice. Uh, but as far as the, the breakout of the products, so there's the jump decks, 
which is uh, the automated market maker where you'll do all the token swaps, liquidity pools, and yield farming. Okay, so let me jump in on, let me just break that up further. So you're going to have the jump decks. And so that you'll go to it and you'll be like, okay, there's maybe like a, a near and a Nico pool and you can swap yeah. the two, or you might even have other tokens as well, or what are you, like oh, all it, sort oh, of near tokens? Yeah, it's a fully permissionless. Uh, so we'll of course have all of the majors where all of your stablecoin pools, um, near and even like Rapsolana, stuff like that. We'll we'll have we'll have th that liquidity, and then we're we're gonna be targeting d developers that aren't as necessarily well off as 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 I guess the expectation is for developers on near. Because if you want to create your own uh, yield farm on Ref, you need like fifty thousand uh, dollars worth of liquidity to put forward in order to make that happen, and 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 that's sort of limits is very limiting yeah. to the majority of, of entrepreneurs. So with the jump decks, you'll be able to create your own liquidity pool and your own yield farm fully permissionlessly. So that's um, again makes it a lot easier for for developers. Um, yeah. There and so, oh, go ahead. I was going to say. So uh, is there going to be a limit at all for liquidity pool, or could someone start a liquidity pool with like ten near? Yeah. So how th there won't be minimums but there will be verified a, a verified section where nice. everyone will go to and then there will be sort of the permissionless section and nice. if if you if you're just creating a liquidity pool with only ten dollars in it it's going to be really hard to see you know toward down towards the, the bottom of the page and no one's going to be really going to it yeah cool so that's that's the one part of the decks uh yeah. what would be the next part yeah, and and I guess one of the the critical features to the jump decks that we're really excited about is removing one of the I'd say most annoying steps to the the near DeFi onboarding uh, experience, which is wrapped near. So when you when you get onto Ref Finance, you first need to turn your near into wrapped near in order to use it on the platform. You need to turn it into an NEP one forty one token, and we've actually. Um, created a way where that's that's not required and so and you'll be able to use near natively on on jump DeFi, which is pretty pretty cool um and and i'd have to have our our cto go into all of the the technicals um behind that or else i'd just sound like an idiot but uh it's i think one of the the most exciting things that we're doing with the decks because anecdotally even when i tried to swap on on ref for the first time I, I was genuinely confused about having to convert into wrapped near. And um we've we've had a lot of people share that. So when when you lose 20% of users at every step of the onboarding process, that's that's a big leap forward. Exactly. Like I just want to go to jumpdefi.xyz. I can go. I can then hook my I can get near on it right away. Mm -hmm. And this is the goal. And then I can then swap that near if I want, or I can send it to my wallet. I can stake it on a validator. I could go buy an it, NFT. Doesn't matter. It, it, exactly. Yes. Okay. Cool. But the yeah. So the the jump decks will will be a pretty familiar decentralized exchange experience. Um, okay. But it, it does have these innovations in it that really help with um, you know it, the onboarding experience on near DeFi. And then we also have invisible swaps, which leverage the jump decks backend. Um, this, the swapping and the liquidity pools. And it it creates some really cool 
um, payment solutions for like NFT marketplaces and individual Web3 projects. So let's say you're, um, you're on an NFT marketplace and you want to buy in a, a good fortune feline with Nico that you've been earning by staking your good fortune feline. Well, you'll be able to directly from the NFT marketplace buy that good fortune feline with Nico and the jump decks back end will swap the Nico into near pay the seller of the NFT in near and you as the buyer just bought an NFT with Nico and as you know projects utilize NFT staking more and more this is a really cool way to 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 add utility to the token and and drive you know more demand and use for it as well I, I was going to ask about that. I think this is, for me, one of the more interesting things that you guys are really doing because because technically uh, it makes a ton of sense to me you know, to actually have this future, but nobody's really done this yet. So did this come, like, did you have this idea first of like, oh, how do we, you know, not have to like show rap near or like, how did you guys come to this point of like, one, not having to go to rap near, but also then, having invisible swaps as a feature to externally. Yeah, just being power users, DeFi, DeFi power users, NFT trading power users. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah just enough of it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do stuff yeah. often and it's like, man, this sucks. If if mm -hmm. I as a as a pretty seasoned, you know, D DeFi user get hung up on something, sure. I kind of want to I kind of want to fix that. Right. So mm -hmm. that's that's sort of the thought process and and just the little um geeky optimizations that probably, you know, in our opinion, do carry some, some pretty cool value attached to them. No, it really does. I mean, the idea that you can then leverage other tokens across anywhere within the ecosystem yeah. starts to really change. I think, like you said, not only the value of some of those tokens, but how then, you know, I think marketplaces work, period, right? Yeah. Like right now, near NFTs are very stale. They're, you know, the, the volume is extremely low. Uh, but you know, I could see where something like that, where if I could use different tokens and people might perceive things differently, you know, they say, oh, this is 10 near, or this is 10,000 Nico, but I have 4 million Nico in my wallet. Well, you know, even it's just, it's that psychology of everything. Exactly. Right. And so, exactly. yeah, I think that's a really different and, proposition for everybody. And, and what else does that do? Well, that drives, um, more more volume to these more obscure liquidity pools. Um, oh, yeah. And so yeah. you get more people that want to partake in those liquidity pools to, to gain access onto those fees that, that are being generated. And so it, it's a positive feedback loop for a lot of, a lot of things in, in more of the small cap realm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wrapping my head around. That's a really cool. I like that because I, I you know, I often think like, okay, why make a token? Like anytime an NFT makes a token, I'm like, why? And so I think the, you've got the tax and then you've got the ability to buy stuff with it. That's yeah. cool. I'm excited to see this. Okay, cool. I'm starting to, I'm, I love, this is why I like doing the podcast because I started one oh, yeah. day and then it starts getting as, you know, 50, 45 minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> nice. And, and the, the invisible swaps do apply to, to individual projects as well. And so uh, some of the, the primary use cases that we've seen so far is enabling NFT projects to sell merchandise and, and the, the project uh, uh, ecosystem participants can, can use the native token to buy the merch. And, oh, dude. And, and of course, you need yes. to actually, merch has hard costs, right? So yeah. then the pro a portion of that 
that native token will be converted into stable coins or near or whatever. And, and then the project team actually can cover the cost of the merchandise. So, USN. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're, uh, you know, I think that's, that's another really exciting way that you're using AMM technology to, to help benefit uh, web three projects in a, in a way that really hasn't been done before. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So when you are doing those swaps, is it, so it's uh, incumbent on the, let's say we'll, we'll use the marketplace example, right? So mm -hmm. I'm buying an NFT. Is it the choice of the marketplace to set what the swap is? Or is it built into your API where I, as the seller, would be able to have the option of how I want it swapped? You as, um, we, I guess that sort of front end um, uh, optimization or, or qualities will, would probably just need to be communicated with individual marketplaces. Mm. Ultimately, the the experience that that we're envisioning right now is that people will buyers will be able to have a, a you know a selection of of their choice for what they want to purchase an NFT with, and so long as liquidity exists on on the jump decks, then then the transaction will go through. But there's a lot of refinements that that we're going to need to work out with sort of the end user marketplaces that that will kind of answer a lot of those questions. Sure. But uh, moving into some more of, there's a pretty long list of stuff here. So try not to, to talk too much about any, any one um, product. But then there's also the jump pad, which is an IDO launch pad, um, a token launch pad that facilitates initial DEX offerings, which is public sales and also private sales as well. Um, so pretty, pretty basic there, but um, the, the initial DEX offerings are we use allocate allocation tiers. And so the quantity of jumps that you have will sort of decide the amount of, of tokens that you can purchase in any of, of the IDOs. But one of the, some of the, the big benefits to the jump pad as an IDO platform compared and, and really its ability to, to take a majority of launchpad market share is the basis of sustainability. If you look at a, a bear market scenario, a lot of these, IDO launch pads that offer nothing else, they're not bringing in any revenues. So no one really wants to launch a token that much. And there's not as much attention from the market on IDOs when they happen. And so as these, as these other platforms, you know, really their tokens trend to zero, that eliminates a lot of the reason to, to use them in the first place. Uh, so in addition to that, the amount of visibility gain uh, that that the projects have that are hosting the IDOs receive is pretty big when you think, well, Jimmy comes to Jump DeFi to trade some near on the Jump Dex. He's going to see the latest IDO and decide that looks that looks pretty dang cool. I'm gonna I want to participate in that versus maybe Skyward Finance that all they have is IDOs and you have to mm -hmm. go there to participate in IDOs to to know what's going on. So what are the mechanics that your Jump Pad are going to use for IDOs? You mentioned something about the jump coin as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty a pretty simple simple model that, that follows actually BSC pad pretty closely. We we really like the mechanics of a BSC pad. It's a pretty pretty dang popular launch pad on obviously the Binance Smart Chain. But we use allocation tiers, and there's six different allocation tiers that range from bronze to diamond. And your allocation tiers are determined by the quantity of jump that you have well there's, there's a bit you need to first stake extra stake your jump into the x jump pool 
and you'll receive XJump tokens. And, and all sort of all of the baseline platform utilities are tied to the XJump pool. But once you stake your jump in the XJump pool, you'll be able to then deposit those XJump tokens into the jump pad vault to determine the, the allocation size, the, the amount of tokens that you can purchase from the IDOs. And so if you have 100 X jump stake, you might be in the bronze category. And if you have 1,000 X jump stake, you might be in the gold category and you can buy more tokens in the IDOs. But the, the plan for our IDOs, as far as um, just selling, it will be a, a, based on a fixed rate. We, we plan on doing fixed rate sales. And yes. after the allocation round is completed, if the, the IDO doesn't sell out, a first come first serve round will happen after. Nice. And then if someone does an IDO with the jump pad, then they could pretty much go into a liquidity pool on the jump DeFi on the DEX. Exactly. Yeah. They could, nice. yeah. they could create their own fungible token on the jump token laboratory, which we'll talk about next. Oh, go and jump then, in there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then uh, do a, a, an IDO and then do a, a yield farm after that. But there'd be a, a few more steps along the way. Uh, IDOs, they need to be approved by us. So you can't just IDO on our platform. It, there's okay. a approval process there. So that that isn't permissionless per se. But the the jump token laboratory is and at Brandon, I don't know if you wanted to yeah. dive into this at all. Awesome. Yeah, I can take this one. Yeah. So the, the jump token laboratory, you know, something we've been trying to do is kind of allow other projects and entrepreneurs to enter into decentralized finance. And like you said, you know, why is this uh, why is this project? Why are they creating a token? You know, we want to enable certain entrepreneurs and projects to customize and create their own NEP 141 tokens in minutes with no coding, but we also want to help them based on templates and token contracts that we already have that are based on sustainable models that we've seen and worked with in the past. So mm -hmm. developers can accelerate, you know, these utility adding tokens while saving lots of money by you know, adopting these contracts without having to find reliable developers, without having to spend a lot of money and time on development and, and audits. allowing, yeah, and audits as well. That's, that's also very important. And then we're basically allowing them to have their tokens that do truly add value to their projects. And it's, you know, something that's definitely needed. Yeah. So drawing on our experience as tokenomics consultants, we, we've gained a, a pretty, a pretty good wealth of knowledge, you know, in, in different token economies for certain applications. So we're able to offer these template token contracts uh, at, a, at a very low cost to developers that do feature certain value-add utilities for, for various project types. And these entrepreneurs now have probably the cheapest um, access to launching a token on a blockchain um, in a way that, that actually has some, some meat to the bones of the tokenomics um, using near protocol instead of having to hire a dev, um, find a reliable dev that knows Rust, that knows Amir to make your token contract, get it audited. You come to the Jump Token Laboratory and in a couple minutes, you have your own fully customized token. Cool. That's really good. Who owns the uh, contract with those? You guys or you actually hand over the contract? Yeah, we uh, we would, I guess, probably own the IP. 
um in in some ways but but they would own own the token it's it's all theirs yeah it's completely mm -hmm. passed on to them okay yeah i mean being as the jump DeFi platform is going to be open source i mean those are open source yeah. as well but we're providing them and we're deploying yeah. it for them and we you know assume that the projects are going to want small customizations or different you know parameters that are more specific to what they're doing than just the generic custom template but yeah they, so it's not the same as like an NFT launch pad where, you know, those launch pads are often, it is, you know, a singular contract that then people are building on top of. You guys are actually doing separate contracts for each set of tokens. Yeah, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Great. That's great. Joe, I'm telling you, this is like one of those, we always talk, I'm like, Joe just has to do like a dev podcast that I'll know nothing about, but like, it'd be like you, your CTO, the, the houses of Nef yeah, Nephilim. I've been buying I'll those see. left and right. I love them. Nephilim. I'm like, oh, these people too. know how to do staking. I was like, they, they're yeah, yes, they right. do. Eric's brilliant. Eric's so basically, brilliant. I want to get Joe to talk to them. I'm going to not, that's going to be, I'm not going to, it's going to be the least talking I've ever done in a podcast. <laughs> but I seriously think that's important because like yeah. the mm -hmm. security of stuff, how this all works, contracts. Oh, yeah. I know there's like, do they own it? Do they not? Our podcast, man, because that's what we've been focused on, like focusing on lately. We've had uh, like antisocial labs, we've had Hacket Chain and House of Nephilim, and and that's all we talk about is from a developer's point of view, what what different, differentiates near protocol from from other layer ones and and a ton of other stuff that has been I think really valuable for the community. So we we've been loving those spaces lately. Because I was gonna say, is there another part to the yeah, jump yeah. DeFi? Yeah, there sure is. <laughs> <Couple more>. um, <laughs> yeah, go for it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So we have the jump NFT staking platform, which uh, will be live here shortly in in phase one development, and we're we're trying to be the portal between decentralized finance and NFT technology. And there's a lot of applications that NFTs have that add real value in a pure decentralized finance sense. And we we really try to showcase that within our platform. But the, the Jump NFT staking platform primarily offers NFT staking as a service. So project teams will be able to come to our NFT staking platform and list their collection and they'll benefit from triple token rewards with our partnership through Akova NFT marketplace. Oh, you guys People, are working with Akova. Okay. Yes, we, yep, we sure are. And and there's a lot of the the invisible swap utilities. They're going to be who we 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 go to market with first through all of that stuff through our partnership. So yeah, we're we're partnered with them and our our NFT staking platform. They have they will be providing emissions as well, and so people will earn triple token rewards by uh, depositing their NFTs on our platform. They'll earn jump token, they'll earn, they'll earn a COVA token and the NFT projects token as well. And that allows the, the recipients to earn more tokens than they would on any single platform. Um, and it's better for the people giving the tokens because we can provide less tokens for a more of an impact with three parties involved. So just the, the basis of NFT staking as a service, that's a, it's a really big advantage there. But NFT staking, we think is has a lot more importance than is currently recognized. And I know you said, you know, when a project introduces that, I think the tokens are, are worthless, right? But I think if you-, you Oh, I didn't say, whoa, whoa. Well, oh, yeah, sorry. Whoa, I, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss. But I, I, can get a little, yeah, I, I can I'm get a little, yeah. I can get a little on tokens. Yeah. No, I never think anything's, I, I don't think anything's right. worthless. I'm just saying like the worth of something is so abstract in this whole 
web yeah. three crypto space that like it's still and, getting figured out and i think that's that's the common thought in the in, from from the majority of people is that a lot of the time the best thing to do is is farm and dump this token but we believe that it's really like the best way to to vest tokens is to use nft technology and so if you you don't think about it so much as i'm earning tokens because of this nft it's like this nft is my access pass to an allocation of tokens and well if maybe i was just going to receive a vested allocation of tokens in a traditional sense okay well those tokens are locked in some smart contract and they're not doing any any good and i can receive a, a, a trickling of tokens um, based on whatever the vesting period is and i can decide i can sell these tokens right away or i i can hold them well mm -hmm. it's nft staking i i own the nft that is the access pass for these tokens and so i can actually sell the nft in a highly liquid market instead of those tokens being locked in some vesting contract they the value lives inside of the nfts and that secondary market that forms well there's royalties now that create a new revenue source for the project team that that didn't exist before so there's a lot of advantages to think thinking of it as we're using nfts to distribute tokens to people as opposed to just nft staking from from i think what people normally think of it as i man i've been talking about this lately is that like nfts are super like they're not being used to their full potential yet and this is a use case where you're already starting to level up where current nfts are which is really good to hear um because yeah. like like classy kangaroos that's you can like reward you can have super fans through an nft who then have their access pass to access to something and you're actually targeting the fans or the supporters yeah i'm yeah. glad people are starting to do that because it hasn't been there hasn't been a lot yeah. of that right now yeah and, and and it does also you get this community um component too that that is completely new and super powerful for these early stage startups it can also be really hard to deal with and sometimes toxic when you have all of these um sort of unexperienced investors that a lot of the time are more interested in in flipping when when you you're you're a, a new startup that you essentially have people participating in what used to be restricted to like venture capital funds and, and these you yeah. know established investors now you have people kind of getting the same rewards but they're they they don't really understand it yet and and the market's trying to kind of catch up with the technology at this point which is really a good place to be in agree and like the like how you just said that like the access to early stage venture and at least in the us it's very prohibitive for most people yeah so nfts can be used as that house of nephilim they're doing like a reward based, right? And am I saying that I swear in Nephilim? Yeah, you're saying, yep, you're Nephilim. saying it right. Nephilim. I gotta like- We don't know either. <laughs> dude, I feel, every time I'm like Nephilim, but um, they're, they're actually, so they give like a percentage to their holders. Yep. And that's, it's got a business plan around it. Like that's what I've been waiting for. And so then you can have your NFTs that target tokens that can be used in that same way. Oh, all right. Yeah, and so- we are we're showcasing this technology um, with our individual projects too. The the Nico airdrop, well, it will be it will use NFTs, and so all of the people that receive the Nico airdrop will actually receive an NFT airdrop, and then it's up to them to stake that NFT and earn the airdrop allocation over time instead of this mass of of inflationary pressure hitting the market all at once. It's slowly vested to people are. 
And if they want to get if people want to get rid of their airdrop allocation, good. They just sell it on the secondary market and it causes no price impact to the underlying token. The real investors that want exposure to that token, well, they'll go and buy the NFT from you and they'll earn as much of that airdrop allocation as possible. And we're doing the same thing with Jump DeFi as well with the airdrop NFTs. So we're trying our best to showcase the real capabilities of, of NFTs with within decentralized finance. And we'll kind of close on, on, on the last true product offering, which is again, a pure, purely utility driven NFT um, within our platform. And those are fast pass NFTs. Uh, so I guess, I don't know if we want to, we want to dive right into this, but go on. <laughs> like <laughs> when, You have my attention. <laughs> when, when you, when you claim rewards from the jump DeFi platform, you don't claim jump, you claim locked jump. And those tokens are distributed to you linearly over 30 days. And this is our, our way of providing these, these high level of emissions that are required to get people to provide liquidity on a platform, but doing it in a responsible manner that, um, you know, rewards the tokens over time and, and eliminates the, the true inflationary burdens that we face. So normally when you claim tokens, you'll receive them over 30 days, or you can mint a fast pass NFT, which is cost you 5% of the amount of locked jump tokens. And so if, if I have a hundred locked jump for five jump, I can mint a fast pass NFT and my emissions rate for my locked jump doubles. So I get my tokens twice as fast and I would get them over a period of 15 days instead of 30 days. And, cool. and that's, that's, you know, using NFT technology to, 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 to kind of increase a, a DeFi platform, you're generating a brand new source of revenues, which is deposited into the X jump pool, just like every other, every other product on the platform is generating revenues that are being deposited into the X jump pool. And you're able to, to gain access to those revenues by staking your jump. And so there's real, real reason to, to get your jump as fast as possible. So you can earn as much of the, the platform revenue as, as fast as possible too. So sure. it makes a lot of sense for our power users. Interesting. Yeah. So is, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you guys are doing a lot of really conscientious things to increase sustainability. Uh, how much of the initial like LPs are you guys contributing to? How are you putting forward to kind of get the ball rolling? As far as initial liquidity, um, I'd say relatively low percentage wise compared to maybe a lot of the other platforms that are were born in the heart of the bull market. But I think we need to, as users, start to get more comfortable with sustainability um, and, and understand that just because some these these really inflationary measures you know, were, were the norm um, mm -hmm. during the heart of the bull market, that might not actually be the most the, the best plan for, for a healthy platform for a token that people want to hold long term. Sure. And and so it's a yeah. balancing act there. But the main um, initial jump liquidity items will be the initial farm offering, the initial DEX offering, and uh, the the jump airdrop. So the majority of, of the the initial liquidity will be within there. But also the 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 straight of emissions for 
NFT staking and yield farming, um, of course, are, are much higher in, in the beginning stages, and then they slowly taper down. And that's all listed in the white paper. Very cool. Yeah, that, I think you're, there's something about just sustainability that, you know, crypto for the last five, seven, whatever years, it's just been degen heavy speculation. Yep. And then don't get me wrong, it's super fun. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But but I, I'm hoping, and I'm, I, I don't know if it's still got more years of DJ, but I'm hoping this pivot's happening where projects start to think the way you're thinking. Like, you don't need a massive liquidity pool until you can successfully do a smaller liquidity pool mm -hmm. without getting drained, right? Like, like I'm, I'm all for that. Like, let's, and I think Near kind of as a collective is doing that. Sort of like, like, like look at USN 2.0, you know, <laughs> yeah. they didn't just yeah. dive in there like Here's Terra a, Luna. They yeah. were like, whoa, let's pull it back, you know? And yep. that I think was there's- smart. Yeah, very smart. But I think there's like a, I'm hoping that's sort of like a, a, an ethos within the near ecosystem. And it seems to be that way. So that's cool that you guys are approaching it that way too. Yeah. And we're trying to help as many other projects as possible when, when we consult with them. And, and we've definitely uh, been able to, to influence sustainability in, in, in our ecosystem, especially with near NFTs, uh, which has been great to see. That's awesome. This is hopefully super informative for audience members. I know you guys have been on a lot of spaces, but it's nice to actually go a little bit deeper. You yeah, know, I think it's hard to space. talk on a space, right? I guess if you, you know, from all your experience that you've had so far, you know, with the from classic kangaroos to now, you know, even in a bear market, you know, what is one thing that you would pass along to someone who's starting a project of any type right now in crypto? Yeah, I would say um, stay flexible and and get you know comfortable with failing because it's mm. it's, a, it's a big part of of the journey. And as long as your your failures are are end up as valuable learning lessons, then then you can can do very well. But um, I, I guess if you're coming to crypto to to build, make sure your your plan makes sense and it generates revenues. Um, I'd say in in most cases. If your if your business plan would wouldn't work with it outside of crypto, it probably wouldn't work inside crypto either. So it, it's got to be able to stand on its own feet. And once you can confirm that your project stands on its own feet, then there's there's tons of of applications where having a, a fungible token is 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 a huge value add to a ton of of different protocol types. Sure. sure. And and yeah, don't be don't be afraid to to be a pioneer. That's what we're we're doing in year right now. It's it's a really, really cool to be in that spot where you're helping kind of build just the, the early infrastructure. No, that's great. We're kind of piggyback on that. I love the idea of being comfortable with failing and just learning from that and going fast because that is what has to happen. Do you, you guys have a, a kind of runway in mind, both financially maybe and just kind of mentally of, you know, where you need to hit certain milestones as you go, especially something as ambitious as, jump decks to make sure that you are continuing yeah so <clears throat> we've have all of our phase one development completely funded so we are we're doing great there our, our smart contracts are actually being audited right now uh so we're getting very close to being able to go live uh into market which is is a fantastic is fantastic but yeah. our, our phase two development we are still in in fund in the fundraising zone and so we have a, a bit more funding to go there but the the phase two dev which is the, the jump dex amm so the the dex itself is is essentially phase two um, is on a longer development timeline so we still have plenty of time to 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 reach our goals and 
any sort of initial dex offering would you know would completely take care of our our development runway you know a couple fold that's great nice so my my like recap now of, of, of what I've, I've got all right so here's how i would explain your project now trove labs correct that's the umbrella yeah and you've got a couple projects under it Classy Kangaroos, OG project, you're still giving value to, you've given value to, that got to go into Good Fortune Felines, which is kind of an NFT that you're also using in a cool way that also makes it part of a, a coin, a, a meme coin, Nico. And the NFT almost has some representation of that too, which we discussed, which is really cool. And that's also sort of your branding, creative, educational arm. Yep. Which then helps educate people into the Jump DeFi, which is a sort of system of several applications in the end, which will have like a DEX, an IDEO launchpad, uh, NFT staking. Yep. And then really importantly is people are able to buy near easily in the States on it. Yes. <laughs> so if people can get in and buy near. So when everyone's like, how do I buy it? I don't have to be like, Hey, get a VPN, get yeah. a burner computer. You know? <laughs> I don't just head over, to, head over to jump defi yeah, jump, yeah, yeah 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 just head over to jump that's how i describe a project now am i kind of close there's more yeah. obviously nuances yeah. but this is for like the broad show people listening like, yeah that that was very that was very good and yeah. just and I, I i kind of have a deeper idea of timeline um for the phase one development want to give our auditors plenty of time to to go through those contracts and give our development team time to to make those changes but as soon as uh the phase one of jump DeFi is live the infrastructure will be ready for nico token to have its debut launch and have the ido will launch the initial farm offering as well uh which th there's a lot of things that as soon as jump DeFi goes live nico really does too and we have our jump DeFi discord and telegram going you know opening here within the next 48 hours and nice. and we're, we're going to work very hard to sort of combine the hype of the jump DeFi launch with the nico launch and try to generate some really great organic hype as as we move forward um in the coming weeks that's great that's exciting oh yeah 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 Later. step yeah. <laughs> yeah right this is dude how fun is this game i'm telling you so much yeah like this is cool stuff like we're, we're alive at a time that we get this and also this is well thank you guys for being on the show but uh, did you guys check out those that that uh telescope image of the universe man yes. come on oh yeah like, talk yeah. about a time to be alive how <laughs> about just like having an existential crisis like, like wow this is serious <laughs> <laughs> did not expect goosebumps from a photo yeah. on twitter i was, it was like, Anyways, guys, uh, thank you so much for it's being here. It's been a pleasure, guys. Yeah, yeah, I really yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. All right. All right. Until next time, take care. Yeah. Bye, yes. Ready Layer One is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. You should not make any decision, financial investment, trading, or otherwise based on any of the information presented in this podcast without undertaking independent due diligence and consultant and consultation with a professional broker or financial advisory.